Hello, and thanks for listening to PXP Podcast. It's a show about leadership, self-development, personal growth, and accountability. I'm your host, Jamie Yarrow. Now, you can catch our podcast on almost any platform or directly from our website at pxppodcast.com. To hear it hot off the press, check out our host on the Podbean app. If you have questions or want to hear a particular topic discussed or even want to be a guest on the show, connect with me on social and send me a message. Now, are you ready to kick off today's episode? All right, here we go. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Well, welcome back to PXP. We're coming to you live from the office, and that is the Closet Office. Well, welcome back to the show. And if you're a follower of the show, you're probably saying the same thing to me. The fact is that it has been over seven months since we last released an episode. And today we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about that, and we're going to touch on something that I think will be good for many of you to hear, especially this time of the year. Uh, I'm going to warn you in advance that this may turn out to be somewhat conversational and maybe just conversation with myself, and and you just get to come along for the ride. You know, first you might be saying, Jamie, where have you been? And thanks for all the messages and calls and uh, emails and, and, and comments on social about uh, when's the next episode going to be released and is everything okay and all that. And a couple of things have transpired in my life over the past year that, that kind of caused me to put PXP on hold. And, and we started PXP two years ago this month, as a matter of fact. It was January of 2020. 2020. Yeah, that's right. 2020. And... You know, so we went about, uh, you know, a year and a half or so of, of pretty, pretty solid recordings. And I'll admit, I didn't think it was going to be a seven-month vacation from the microphone. Uh, it's just turned out to be that's what it was. Uh, in May of last year, I aligned myself with a new company to open a, a financial services practice, a new one. And uh, with that came a tremendous amount of onboarding and training and all this kind of stuff that I had to do. And and while I, I have been in the insurance and financial services space for, for many, many years, partnering with this new company, it created a ton of new tasks and all those things that I needed to handle, along with uh, building a new client base for the practice and recruiting some team to come on board with me. And all of that, which is still ongoing and, and will be for the duration of uh, you know foreseeable future. And beyond that new venture, and, and perhaps even more impactful to the podcast, was I think I had gotten in my own head to some degree. And I've, I've always had a team that I worked very closely with, collaborating face-to-face. And as I'm saying that, as I'm talking about this, there's just flashes of people that are going through my mind. And, you know, and as you're listening, you may be thinking of people that you have worked with in the past and you know, where you were on, you know, just that great team, you know, the, the, the dream team is what I called it. And so there, there, I've been on these dream teams in the past and, you know, we, we would always collaborate face to face and, and, and we work through ups and downs together. And uh, it was these team atmospheres where I really learned the bulk of my leadership and mentoring skills. And, and, and frankly, where I made the bulk of my mistakes too, and, and that I learned from. Uh, and to be transparent, I listened to a ton of audiobooks, and uh, I listened to some of the great leaders of my time and uh, or our time, I guess, and 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 
times past. Um, but the, it's the practical application where you really put to use those those skills and that theory that you've learned. And it's about making mistakes and finding successes and and learning what makes people tick and what motivates them and uh, creating high performing teams and 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 learning how to rehabilitate low performing teams or team members. Uh, I could go on and on about that, but you get the idea. I've always been in an environment, a team environment, and you know because of some unforeseen circumstances and the pan- pandemic on top of that, I found myself working primarily from my home office without a team to collaborate with or to work with or to mentor or to learn from. And that was a huge transition for me. And, and frankly, I'm, I'm still going through it, really. Uh, I'm, I'm building a team now, and to some extent, I'm part of a larger team, but we're still separated. Uh, we don't see each other face-to-face. And being separated and communi- communicating primarily through electronic means, you know, that's a lot harder on me than I anticipated. And for me, I long for that professional interaction, for that team spirit, if you will, uh, for working together to meet a common goal or to daily check-ins and, you know, meetings and, and reading the body language of a person in your presence to helping people solve their problems and deal with obstacles that come their way. And those things will come in time. But right now in the environment we're in, it's still a major adjustment. And so all of that, I guess, I guess it kind of got in my head and it, and it really stifled my creativity, my ability to come up with podcast topics or conversational material and the actual things that I talk about during, during a podcast episode. And in, in large part, it's my professional life that becomes the concepts that I talk about in an episode that I record. You know, I don't, I don't oftentimes, and I would have to go back and look specifically. I don't know that I uh, have talked about exact specific situations in that I've gone through right in in my workplace unless it was something that's specific to me but I do talk about the concepts and the things that I learn and the and the, the leadership skills or the mentoring skills or the mistakes that I learn and learn from um, that that I can share to be able to help you not make those same mistakes or to help you to learn or or get you through an obstacle or to better your communication skills and those things not being in in that team environment if you will those things were just absent, and it really, it, it really played hard on my mind, I guess. I would imagine that some of you that are working from home that have transitioned from a work environment or an office environment, I guess I should say, a team uh, face-to-face environment, uh, when now you work from home, I imagine there's been some transition that you've had to go through as well, and maybe just hearing me talk about the challenges that I've had with transitioning to that might help you to think, Hey, maybe, maybe it's just not me. Maybe this is just the way that some people, you know, some people just have to, to, to work through that adjustment. Uh, and it has been an adjustment for me. And uh, there's a lot of things that go into that, right? If you're, if you're a remote worker, you know what I'm talking about, whether that's, um, you know, the, the ability to stay motivated when you're in your remote office or uh, how about this? Uh, there's been times when I didn't leave my house for a day or two and not even realize that that had happened. Uh, about a month ago, I was just feeling blah. Like I just didn't, I didn't know what it was, but I just wasn't feeling myself. I was kind of 
I felt kind of run down. Uh, I felt just sluggish. I was irritable and, and I just felt like I felt, I sort of felt like I was getting sick and I, I, it just dawned on me. When did I get outside last? When, when did I leave the house? And so I looked back, you know, I kind of traced back my steps over the last couple of days and it had been almost three days since I had left my house. Now I had gone outside like to check the mail or something like that, but it had been three days, almost three days since I had physically gone somewhere. Like I was so ingrained in work, uh, in, in my home office, just work, work, you know, you get up, you get ready, you go to work. I make work in my home office. Like I'm going to work. I get up, I go through my routine, I get dressed. I, I go to my home office and, and I treat it like work. You know, I'll, I'll take a lunch break. Um, if, if, you know, that if time permits, and then I'll go back to work and I'll work throughout the day and, and in a home office, right? Sometimes you can work longer than what you might do in an office because it's just right there. It's hard to put it down. You have to deliberately put down the work at home and, and say, I'm walking away. And, and that's hard to do sometimes. And, and in that particular instance, I had gone almost three days without getting out of the house and it just dawned on me like that's what's wrong like I'm not getting sick or maybe I my body was you know p- potentially getting run down or getting uh you know tired and all that. but but it was because I I hadn't gotten out of the house I was stuck in my home office for days and so some of you may experience some of that you may experience that transition going from the office environment to a home office environment. And it's important that you recognize those things and, and make deliberate steps to uh, to free yourself from that remote environment sometimes, uh, whether that's just, you know, go take your lunch at the park or go run an errand during the day. Uh, you have that freedom sometimes, depending on, you know, what your work schedule is. You may have the freedom to be able to kind of break away for 30 minutes or an hour during the day. And so do that. Take advantage of that time get out, go to dinner with your family, like just go, take the dog for, go do something and help to prevent that. Uh, you know, what I kind of felt was uh, that rundown feeling of just being stuck in, in my home office. And so, um, I, like I said, this obviously turned into very conversational because I don't know where I was even going with that, but, um, but it got in my head, right? So uh, all those things that were going on, uh, the new financial practice, and, uh, and then, you know, the absence of a team environment, and it really stifled my creativity. You know, so here we are, seven months later, and I find myself in a place where if I was to be transparent with you, I, I still don't feel like I have my full mojo back, if you will, uh, but I do desire to start sharing and to start recording again. And I want to share what I've learned in hopes that it will help someone be a better leader or a better teammate or a better business owner or a friend or a spouse or a parent or whatever it is, just to be a better you. You know, I'm a very black and white person. Uh, I'm very, uh, I don't know, uh, logical thinking. And according to Myers-Briggs, I'm an INTJ. Some of you Myers-Briggs folks out there, I'd love to you to hear what you are. So um, connect with me on social. You can find me on all the platforms. Uh, but connect with me on social and and tell me what you are uh, on the Myers-Briggs platform. I'm an INTJ. Is there any other INTJs out there? Uh, according to Culture Index, if you've heard of that, um, that uh, survey, if you will, I'm an architect. But I have this uncanny ability to 
separate emotions from a situation and make a very, very logical decision based on the facts. It's one of the things that made me such a great flight medic. Um, But this was different. Multiple times early on, I would try to record. uh, This was, you know, um, in April-ish, mid-April, or I guess probably May, June timeframe now of, of last year. I would try to record. I would turn on the equipment and I would start talking and only what I would find is I would just delete my recordings time and time again. My mind was just often a blank slate. Like I wanted so badly to be, be able to record an episode. Uh, and I sort of felt this obligation as well, you know, that um, I had people that were asking for material, like when's your next episode going to come out? And, uh, and I, I felt this, this, this sort of weight of having to produce an episode, but my mind was a blank slate. And it was like a whiteboard with nothing on it. And that's a really odd place for me because, you know, for for a year or or 12 or 14, uh, I just said a year or 12 months, uh, for, you know, a year or 14 or 16 months, I, I had just a, a plethora of, of podcast episode material that just kind of flowed readily. Like it was so easy for me to come up with the next episode. And then I found myself in a place where, you know, my mind was just a, a blank slate and that was a super odd place for me. And so after about a month or two of doing that, I just quit trying and I just said, I'm just going to give it some time. You know, I love podcasting. I love doing this. This is one of my passions. Uh, I wanted to start a podcast for a long, long time. And, and um, you know, through the result of, of circumstances in January of 2020, I did and I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, just from the you know feedback from people, I, we, we were able to make some, some positive um, impacts on people's lives, and that's what it's all about. Uh, but, but here I was, and you know, I was just stuck. And so I just kind of, you know, I, I, I put down the pen, if you will. Uh, if I was a writer, I just put down the pen. Uh, you know, so I just turned off my, I just turned off my equipment, shut off the mic. And I was just going to give it some time and hopefully, you know, uh, time would, would allow whatever that funk that I was in to pass and I would be able to start recording again. Seven months later, here we are, right? Uh, never did I imagine that it was going to take that long. Uh, but a couple weeks ago, and I don't know what it is, so if you're wondering what happened, I have no idea. Uh, I just felt different. Like I was ready to see what happened when I turned the mic on again. And, you know, maybe it was the holidays. It was about that time, you know, getting into the holidays in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so maybe it was in that ballpark-ish time. I know there was, uh, you know, there was something that happened in in, uh, in my financial practice with the company that, that I'm partnered with. And I'll share that in another podcast where I just felt this incredible sense of freedom that uh, because of an event that happened or, or a series of events that happened. And so maybe it was that, you know, I just, maybe I just had to, had to, you know, kind of lay some things down and uh, maybe it was just a sufficient amount of time had passed. I don't know. Um, you know, it could have been the lethal weapon series that my son put me onto that I've been watching. I've been binge watching. I'm not a binge watcher. In fact, I make fun of people that binge watch. I think it's such a waste of time. But here I am, I find myself binge-watching a series. You know, the Lethal Weapon movie that came out back when we were 
kids. I say we, me. I think it was in the 80s when it came out. And now they've made a series out of it. The first two uh, series, or not series, the first two seasons, minus the last couple episodes, are are, are super good. So uh, if you're looking for a new series to watch, Lethal Weapon, it's on Hulu. Um, and thank you for my son. Thank you to my son, Dalton, for putting me onto that. Um, I don't know what it was, but uh, I, re- I just felt like I was ready to share again. And so here we are. Um, and so conversationally, I warned you that that might be what this episode turned into be. So here we are, 15 plus minutes in, and I really haven't gotten to much of a topic. Um, but hopefully along the way, maybe you've picked something up that uh, will benefit you a little bit. Uh, but I do want to leave you with something. So let me take the last couple minutes of um, time here and and just leave you with a little something that I think may uh, be helpful and a challenge to you. So I mentioned that I was uh, in my clothes. I mentioned that in my intro. I always say that. That's just part of my intro, that I'm in my clothes, coming to you live from the clothes. Uh, and for those who have never heard this story, uh, let me let me tell you about my clothes. So the the recording studio where I'm at uh, it's a closet. It's literally my closet. Uh, it's also my home office. So my home office and my recording studio are in my closet. And so when you put those two together, I came up with the clothes. And so when, when I say I'm in the clothes, then I'm in my closet office. Uh, and so that's what we've called it ever since uh, we launched the podcast a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, many have, have asked me along the way, why is your office in your closet? because we have other rooms in the house where I could put my office. And, you know, the answer is simple. Uh, aside from it being a 12 by 14 closet, so uh, that kind of, it's a little misleading when I call it a closet, right? Uh, so as, aside from it being a 12 by 14 closet, the closet, a closet offers one of the best environments for recording. All the clothes in the closet, they dampen all the stray noises and echoes so you get a very nice, warm tone in your recording. And I've always wanted to do some voiceovers, you know, the like the voices that you hear on commercials. Um, when, when there's a video showing, and the easiest way is to explain it is like a car commercial, you know. Uh, and so they're showing the vehicle or whatever, and you hear that the voice of someone talking about the vehicle or whatever it is. Just next time you're watching a commercial, and you'll do this now, and you'll be like, Jamie, uh, why did you tell me that? Because now I can't think of anything except the voiceover. But next time you're watching a commercial or or just when you're hearing a, a commercial on the radio, that's a voiceover, right? Uh, and so th- this is a voiceover artist that does this. Uh, and, and I've always wanted to do some voiceovers. I love uh, just speaking, um, even, though I'm not, even though I'm an INTJ, I'm an introvert. I do love speaking. And so I, I've always wanted to do that. Uh, and I've even taken some classes on voiceovers. And you'd be shocked to know the number of voiceovers for commercials that you hear on national TV for big companies that were recorded in someone's closet. And that's not always the case. I mean, sometimes they go to professional studios and all that kind of stuff. And, and that does happen and it probably happens more than, than not, but, but there's a, a, a significant number of professional voiceover artists who record or at least started their career in a closet and, and these voiceover artists, they're just contracted by the company to provide a voice or an audio file. The company tells them what they're looking for. The artist provides the file. They may go back and forth a little bit on it, but 
they provide the file and then that company then pairs that up with uh, with the commercial that they're running. Uh, and so that company has no idea where or what the artist's studio looks like. Uh, and many times, like I said, it might be a closet or it might be this box that they've built with, you know, with foam padding inside it and the microphone is inside that box. And it just, what they're looking for is an environment that dampens all the noise and stray noise and, and echo and all that kind of stuff so that they can get a, a nice, crisp, warm um, distraction-free recording, which is what I hope you're getting today. And I share that with you to say, if you have a dream of doing something, don't think that you have to start off with the biggest office, the best equipment, the nicest vehicles, the nicest whatever, the biggest staff, right? Just start. Start small and build it up. I've got a good friend who who owns and operates uh, multiple businesses now, but his, his core business, he started 20 plus years ago on his kitchen table. And now he's got a staff of maybe 20 plus um, in the middle of building a new building and operates a very, very successful um, uh, manufacturing type facility. And, and all that started on his kitchen table. And so I, I say that to say, start small and build up. Don't let your lack of resources keep you from chasing your dreams. You know, if you want to be a photographer, you don't have to have $5,000 worth of photography equipment and umbrellas and lights and all that kind of stuff. Get you a camera and go out and practice and, and give away some services and, and, and build you a portfolio and, and just chase your passion, right? You don't have to have this vast amount of resources for you to chase your passion, right? A, vo- a voiceover artist can record commercials with with th- just the quality of audio that you hear on national TV. They could do that with a computer and $200 worth of recording equipment. That's it. So whatever your passion is, what can you start with just to get going? I mean, in this crazy world that we're living in right now, nobody has to know how big or how small you are. What they want to know is, can you give me an amazing product? Can you give me out-of-this-world service? And that's all that really matters. Can you produce for me what I need? And that's all that really matters. So what's your passion? What is stopping you from saying yes to chasing your dreams? My challenge to you today is to go after it. Well, that's all the time I've got for today. And I want to thank you for listening to this uh, Get Back Into It, if you will, uh, a reunion, if you will, episode of Play by Play. We got a lot more coming behind this one. Um, I'm feeling good about uh, where we are and, and what the future holds for PXP Podcast. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your circle. Chances are that they're going to like it too. And most of all, we hope that something we said today helps you to become a better version of yourself. I'm your host, Jamie Yarrow, and I hope you have an absolutely amazing day.